This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone. It's Nigel Seeley live from Dubai for Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, a tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. It's Tuesday's edition, although I can't really remember what day it is or the week it is at the moment, but uh, it's uh, just gone midnight here uh, and it's half 12, actually. And over in England, it's 8 30, and my old mucker and senior tennis handicapper for Because We Win, Sean Calvert, is on the other end of the line and uh, joining us from a rather cold London. How are you, mate? Oh, it's freezing. It's so, so cold there today. It's taken a bit of a turn for the worst. It's 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 chilly. I've been out there on a football pitch watching my little boy uh, run around for an hour and it was not warm. But, um, you know, those are the breaks. You know, you're in 29, 30 degrees, enjoying a bit of tennis. Well, you will be tomorrow. Um, yeah, and I'm here. But I'm going to Indian Wells next week, so it's all, it's all good. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm not actually at the tennis tomorrow. I'm actually going to be there on Wednesday and Thursday. Sorry, Thursday and Friday. Okay. So we're not around there tomorrow. So Thursday, Friday, I'll be on courtside. But I will be supplying some uh, some YouTube clips, which you have to follow. Uh, and sorry, on Twitter clips on our Twitter handle, which is obviously at Because We Win. You'll be able to give you some pics and sort of information uh, from some sort of touristy spots over here in Dubai. Anyway, enough about me. Uh, good day for you today, Sean. Uh, a nice winner. Uh, Felix Auger-Amazine getting the job done, winning 2-1 against uh, Maxim Cressy, which was our pick on uh, Sunday's show. So yeah. a nice start to the week. Yeah, I could start with that one. It was, it was, it went the way I expected it to. Actually, didn't it? Felix took one out of fourteen breakpoint chances, which was always going to be the case. It was. It, we were a little bit fortunate that it was the first match on actually in Dubai, so it got the quickest of the conditions, as you'll see when you get there. And you know, in the next couple of days or whatever, you'll see it's much livelier during the daytime. It was the first match on. Cressy was his usual all or nothing self. I think he hit twenty odd double faults today. Um, but Felix has broken him once in seven sets of tennis. So it's he's not an easy customer at the minute, Cressy, because he's he's just going for absolutely everything. You just don't know what he's going to do. Two or three double faults in a row, three or four aces in a row. Really hard to get any rhythm. And for a first match um, at a new tournament, you know that was always going to be tough for Felix. And luckily for me, it went uh, it went the way I uh, I expected. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a good win and obviously just brings our deficit down to minus 5.93 units of the year so far, uh, which we're, we're, on the, we're on the stage back. You know, we've been, had a bit of a bad luck, but we're crawling it back and we're starting off this week in Dubai with uh, with a nice little winner there, which was plus 275. So that's a, that's a, probably one of our best picks on the on the matches this season. Yeah, it's a good price. A few of those matches have ended 2-1 today. I, I was sort of looking at, at Djokovic thinking... No, he's, he's not going to drop a set to Machaka. Of course, he did. And then the Hercash as well. I think he's only just this second finished. He was another 2-1 winner. So I, I could have had two ones on them as well. But that would have been a huge price, those two. But um, yeah, and I'm happy with one. The other, the other match was void, wasn't it, when um, when Murray pulled out against yeah. uh, Hercash. Um, so yeah, no, it's a decent start, mate. Yeah, good. 
Yeah, we haven't got any outright prices yet, as you said, because the Hercast game is just his second finish. So there'll be outright yeah. prices which you can check out on the Bet Rivers website, uh, and it'll have all the outright markets and all the full set of matches. But just one interesting fact there: he said uh, Novak Djokovic. I mean, he just won his game against Machaka, as you said. Uh, just some stats here: one thousand two. That was his one thousand two hundred fiftieth ATP Tour match. He's won one thousand and forty-four, lost two thousand and six with an eighty-three point. Sorry, 1,008, sorry, 1,044 <laughs> wins, 206 on 2006. Yeah. 206 losses with a win percentage of 83.5%, which is the best winning percentage in open era. 1,258 uh, matches, 1,044 wins. That's some record, isn't it? It is. It's, it's fabulous record. I didn't see much of his match today, but a predictably rusty start, I would have thought. You know, he's not played for several weeks. Um, Machak's come through qualifying and come through qualifying really well, so I'm not I'm not surprised that he dropped a set. You know he'll be happy just to have got through. He, he's not bothered about winning in straight sets. You know you win you win in 83 percent of your career matches. You're you're doing something right, aren't you? Yeah, David Djokovic will be the favourite when Bit Rivers have their lines up tomorrow. He's a five-time champion in Dubai and he's bidding to win it a six-time. And before uh, a ball was served, he was minus 125. Okay, let's have a look on to tomorrow's matches. We have seven matches for you to talk on about on the second round matches. We're obviously only missing that one match, the Herkes match, which has run a little bit late. Uh, the first game we've got on the graphic there is Evander Sanchuk, minus 103, against Mikhail Yima, minus 121. Uh, Alexander Zverev, minus 375, against O'Connell, plus 280. Uh, Lorenzo Sanego, plus 250, against Felix Auger, alias C, minus 315. Koric. Minus 125 against Kokonakis, plus 102. Medvedev, minus 607 against Bublik, plus 400. Uh, Rublev, the, defend, uh, the finest here last year. Defending champion, is he? No, is he defending champion? He's defending champion, isn't he? Is he Rublev, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rublev, defending champion, minus 250 against Davidovich Fakina, plus 188. And that man, Novak Djokovic, bidding to win his sixth title in Dubai, minus 1100 against uh, Talon Grigspor, the big serve in Dutch. And it was plus six fifty. So, Sean, mm. take us through these matches. What do you like in these games? Start off with the Van der Sandship against Michael Yim. A big win for Van der Sandship. We good job we didn't get a half yards each way because yeah. we would have done our money on Kachanov. So, uh, Van der Sandship wins that game minus one hundred three against an opponent he's had problems with. Two nil head to head to Yimmer. Yeah, it's. It's never easy with uh, with with Kishanov, is it? it? I've said a few times he just it tends to show up for Grand Slams these days, and then w- when he's had one of those good Grand Slams, like he did in Australia, like he did in the US, you think, okay, now he's going to kick on and, and do it at tour level. And again, lost in the first round to Van der Zandschul. Van der Zandschul, as I said the other day, he's not been fit for a while. I think he pulled out the doubles as well here um, this week. He's been complaining of a quad injury the last few weeks. I think the last thing that you want if you're Van der Zandschul is to play a match in, in I don't know what time this match was scheduled for, actually, but if it's in the slow conditions, you don't want to be playing against Ema. That is the last thing you want if you're carrying a bit of an injury. You know, I watched him last week in Marseille against uh, her cash, and it was it went all the way to a final set tiebreak. Ema should have won it, actually. But he just makes you play one more ball all the time, Ema. Nothing, nothing spectacular from him, but he's going to make Van der Zandschul earn this. And I think this is a really hard match to price. Um, it's, it's roughly evens the pair, isn't it? It's, it's it's one of those ones that's very very difficult to split. Um, they, they have played a couple of times. It was a long time ago. Ema won them both. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Ema won this. It's not it's not one for a bet for me. I, I'm not seeing any value there. Van der Zandschuk with that injury, not 
not for me. Good good win for him today, but I, I just don't trust his fitness. I think you've, you've made a very interesting point there. I think the scheduling for this game makes a very important factor when it's being played and how your opinion of the game goes. You know, obviously, if it's early, yeah, uh, Van der Sam should probably have a little slight edge. If it's late, you've got to, you've got to fancy uh, Yimmer. So probably wait for the order of play to come out, which shouldn't be too long now. And then have your have your bet on that. Our next game, Alexander Zverev minus three seventy five against O'Connor, who's really not bad tennis at the moment, plus two eighty. Uh, Zverev obviously come through the game against Leheka. Um We we spoke about that Leheka game on the, on Sunday, mm. and uh, I I wanted to fade him because of the the Murray, uh, the fact that he had a five match choice. I don't think I was right to fade him. I think he should have won it, but I, I think I was right in the analysis. I think this guy is a is a bottle job. I think he's a squeaky bum man. Um, I, I, I wouldn't fancy him. I wouldn't fancy him, you know, in in play if he's in, if he's two sets to one up in a major or if he's up against someone. I think he's uh, I think he's got temperament problems. Is that? Well, he's, he's still quite new at this level, isn't he? He's, he hasn't really played this at this sort of level before, so I think you've got to give him a little bit of time to get used to it. But you know, you might be right. It might he might be one of those guys that just can't finish off matches. There's there's a ton of them around on the ATP tour. Has mm. been, you know, for, for many, many years. You know, we, we always say this, the top level of this game is played between the years, isn't it? You know, there's been countless flashy quality players that just can't finish matches off. You know, we, we could list dozens of them. Um, maybe it may be that yeah, Hacker will turn out to be one of those. You know, I'm not too sure yet. It's very early days, but yeah, we it's a good job. I didn't take two outrights, isn't it? Lehecker and Kishanov. <laughs> both, both lost in the well, first round. You, you're giving you're much more patient than me. As anybody who's watched this podcast will know that Sean is much more long term. Me as a methodical approach. My I'm more knee jerk reaction. Me and Lehecker are done after two matches. You're out I, I'm not going to trust him. I'm out already. I'm not betting him. I'm not betting him this year against anybody. Not a minus money. You've written him uh, off for the I've, whole I've season. Yeah, I, I, what I see from him is completely. I think he's a fade. I think he's a bottle job. But what I would do with him, I would bet him against a big a big opponent, like a big seed. And if he goes in front, I'd, I'd hedge my position and cash out. I would, um, I, I don't, I don't. He's I, on your I, list. When he played, when he, he broke Zverevin and immediately got broke back and he, and, and against Murray, just for me, just hasn't got that, that, that winning mentality. You know, he did brilliant in the Australian Open. It was a shock. Now everyone knows him. He's a marked man. Not mm. for me, he's a fade. But anyway, Zverev O'Connor, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I talked on Sunday's show, didn't I, about O'Connor Roussevoire? And I said, I said Roussevoire is much too short. I just I didn't pull the trigger on O'Connor. I just wanted a slightly bigger price. Maybe I just got a little bit greedy on that. Maybe I should have just taken what was there. Because um, O'Connor won it, obviously, um, and won it pretty well. And I think I think Zverev's too short here. I mean, it's it's quite clear that Zverev is improving um, match by match or tournament by tournament, at least, since that injury that he had. But he's he's still very up and down in the rallies. You know, if you look at the stats, these are very very short term stats um, comparing O'Connell and Zverev. But in the, in the last seven matches, O'Connell, who's who's come into form out of absolutely nowhere, he, he started this season poorly. But in the last seven matches, he's won five of his last seven matches against good quality opposition, the majority of them, and his service points won, return points won total is one hundred and three point six in those seven matches. Now, whether he can keep that up is is the question. Um, I'm prepared to take a chance that he that he will at least for the next, you know, this tournament or the next tournament, or the next few weeks, because um, he's not showing any signs of stopping. He was impressive again against Rusevoari. If we compare those numbers with Zverev's numbers over the last month, um, you know, they compare very favourably. 
Uh, Zverev's service points one, return points one total is 102.1. So he's one and a half points down on what O'Connell's currently producing. Now, you could argue that Zverev is now approaching his better form. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I mean, it's it's a very difficult one to say, yes, Zverev is now back to, to his old form. I don't think he's there quite yet. There are people that perhaps will think he is getting towards there. But for my money, I think... I like the I like the uh, one point nine six here on um, on O'Connell to win a set with with Bet Rivers. If you're mm. just looking at these stats, I know they're very short term stats. I know O'Connell's you know been around a while and hasn't done anything near to what Zverev's done, obviously. But at this exact snapshot moment in time, he's got the better data. And um, if you're getting him at just slightly shorter than even money to win one set against Zverev, who has been very up and down. He's played a lot of three-set matches. He played well in one set, not played well in another set. Quite happy with that, to be honest. Yeah, I like that play. I also like the overs in this game. I don't know. What the, yeah. Have you seen what the line is pitched up? Is it 24 and a half, 23 and a half? I think it's 22 and a half. Oh, that's a, that's a, I like that 22 and a half. Obviously, because the 22 and a half is obviously connected. With it, it, affected by the price that's very much minus three seventy five to win the match, so that means the total games are in for a lot lower. But uh, I think Connell's being like, O'Connell's being underrated by the books. Agree with you totally. I love the idea of him to win a set around about evens, and I would also go for over twenty two and a half games. I like that play at all as well. Um, Felix Auger-Assi minus three fifteen. Lorenzo Salego plus two fifty. They played a couple of weeks back with lots of them. And you were over there, weren't they? Did you, did you watch that game when they played or, or were you or, or not there for that match? I didn't see that one. I didn't see I was probably lurking around the practice courts at that time. Um, I didn't see that particular one. But the, the head-to-head has been very much in favour of, of Felix, hasn't it? I, I've, as you said the other day, I've been taking Felix on, but there's there's been a specific reason for it. And it's normally been in his first match in tournaments rather than now that he's got a match under his belt. I think Sonego is often very underwhelming, isn't he, against the the top players? You know, I'm not sure about him mentally against the, the very, very best players, i.e., top ten um, opponents. Um, Felix hasn't dropped serve yet against Sonego. He's held to serve 100 percent of the time uh, against against uh, Sonego. So it's, it's on the on the matchup and on the previous meetings, and the fact that Felix has now had a match to get used to these difficult conditions here in Dubai. I think it's I think it's difficult to really be confident in Sonego, not seeing it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, sure, that's basically Sean trying to give a give a give a give a favor there. So the Sonego knows minus three fifteen. We can't pull the trigger at minus three fifteen, but he's saying, you know, Sonego uh is, is not going to be able to compete with Felix Orgeadesima. Maybe putting Felix Orgeadesima in the parlay to enhance your price with uh, O'Connell to win a set or something like that. So Felix Orgeadesima for both of us looks like a good thing. Uh very good head-to-head, 2-0 in the head tricks. Beat, beat him last week in Rotterdam and hasn't dropped his serve at all against Lorenzo, Lorenzo Sonego in his uh, two matches. Interesting game, this one. The next one, Borna Courage, minus 125 against uh, Kokonakis at plus 102. There mm-hmm. has been some money. I, I was looking at the, just just doing some preparation before this. There has been some mm-hmm. money since the sign has come out for Kokonakis, Kokonakis, which is surprising, really, when you consider that Courage leads a 2-0 head-to-head. And the only thing you can think about that money being for is because Korich is so injury prone. Is he injured? Is he fit? Is he not fit? But the early money has come for Kokonakis. If Kokonakis, if Korich was fit, I'd actually probably make a case for him to win this match. Yeah, I mean, this is all about fitness, isn't it? Um, yeah. We've, we've been unlucky with 
with a few of these um, plays with injury. We, we, oh, well, I had cor- uh, courage, didn't I? Fifty to one to win Rotterdam. I got to I got to London City Airport and he withdrew, um, which wasn't great. Uh, and then he played Evans. He came, he came back. You, you missed a couple of tournaments. Um, came back, played Evans, and then he played four games because Evans, another guy who I backed um, a couple of weeks ago, who was also injured, uh, but but didn't retire. Weirdly, that day Evans, it was a Rusevoire, wasn't it? Evans got injured within the first. He's obviously had this injury for a little while. Tweaked that injury within the first game or so, and then um, wasn't really competitive. He was trying to shorten the points, trying to serve volley a lot of the time, but he carried on and on and on and on right to the end of the match. This time, he's played four games and called it quits. I think that's the first time Evans has actually retired at, at main level in his career. You know, he could have done it last week when I wanted him to, didn't, stuck it out, and now this time he's 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 um, retired against uh, against Troich. We don't know how fit Troich is. It's, it's absolute guesswork. This is because we, mm. we just we just don't know how fit Troich is at all. And and someone like Troich, he does rely on on fitness, doesn't he? He's not he's not going to win it on hitting tons and tons of winners. Although his 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 serve and forehand for me has improved recently. He does re- rely a lot on physicality. So someone like him, you would you wouldn't want to be backing him unless you knew he was fully fit. Yeah, and I think if you look at the, the the early money, is suggesting that Kokonakis could perhaps start up a little bit lower than the plus one or two, maybe minus money with a pair of them. So the the money early move is for Kokonakis, which suggests that Courage may not be a hundred percent fit. So just keep an eye on that one and watch him brief from both of us. Yeah, um, Daniel Medvedev won back to back tournaments, uh, beating uh, Murray in Qatar last week. Uh, flew over to to the Middle East uh, from Qatar to Dubai. He's a minus 607 favourite against uh, uh, Bublik, plus 400. And he's got a 5 nil head-to-head record uh, mm. against Bublik. And um, I, I can't see him not making that 6 nil. can you? Unless it's a fitness thing. If it's a tennis thing that we're talking about, then you would expect it to be 6 nil. Yeah, he's won 11 out of the 12 sets that this pair have contested. I mean, if you're just looking at it on the style of play, you've got someone in Medvedev who hates to miss. You know, it loves to rally, loves long testing, kind of punishing physical rallies. And then you've got Bublik, who who doesn't. Who, you know, his his idea of winning a point is a big first serve. And if he can't do that, then a big second serve. And if it's a, if it's a double fault, then so be it. Uh, he was a little bit more disciplined, actually, in uh, in Marseille. He was reasonably impressive, Bublik. He certainly played the best tennis um, that he's played so far this season in Marseille. Uh, difficult to judge him on his first round match because his opponent retired, didn't he, after a set? Um, if again, if it's played in the heat in the, in the, the the hottest part of the day, you would you would give maybe Bublik a squeak of potentially getting to a tiebreak or something. But it's I'd be scratching around for a bit. It's not it's not it's not a matchup that appeals uh, as far as the underdog no. in this one for me. No, uh, no, no, no for me. But the next game, I know you do have an opinion. I know you do have a bet. It's uh, defending champion Rublev minus two fifty. I get Dennis Davidovich for Kina, who's plus one eighty eight, and you know. I bet um, I opposed Rublev in the first round against um, Grzyzinovic. Uh, and he was 5 2 up and uh, absolutely capitulated. And, That's uh, uh, Rublev. But, but Rublev was, wasn't, wasn't playing at all well. And I, and I bet, and I, I took, um, I, I, I bet uh, Grzyzinovic at uh, even money. And uh, after, after, I thought it was one of the worst even money bets I've ever had. But uh, anyway. Um, He's up against uh, Davidovich Makina, which mm. looks a tricky little bet, uh, little match here. Minus two fifty Rublev, um, and you don't think the Russian's going to have it all his own way defending this title? 
Yeah, I just think this is way too short. Um, mm. Not just for the reason that you mentioned, which is a valid one, which is about Philip Kajinovic, which that, that sums up a Philip Kajinovic's career, really. Um, they should just call him Philip, setting a breakup, um, failed to see it out, Kajinovic. I mean, it's, it's he does it all the time. So, I mean, I've, 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 to my cost, actually, this has happened a few I times. Wish you, I wish you, I wish I, I wish I watched that. I wish I, I wish I watched that you before I placed that weight. Oh, you should have done it. I mean, he does this all the time, Kajinovic. He's, he's, he's a very talented ball striker, but when he gets to that position, you know, you know he's a pretty high likelihood that he's not going to see it out. He's done it time after time. Um, and I wasn't surprised at all they did it again against Rublev, but obviously this is a different matchup. What I like about this, not only the fact that Rublev, as you said, wasn't impressive in the first round at all. He hasn't been, he hasn't played that well this season at all, really, has he, Rublev? Been very up and down, not really produced his best tennis. But if you compare the um, statistics over the last 12 months at main level on outdoor hard courts, there's, there's very little in it. In terms of service points one and return points one totals, there's only 0.6 in it. Davidovich and Fakina is on 102 and Rublev is on 102.6. So very, very tiny advantage to Rublev there. Uh, and in terms of service holds and break totals, again, tiny advantage to Rublev, 104 against 104.9. But if we look at um, some newer data, slightly newer data, um, over the last 10 matches, again, at main level on outdoor hard courts, in terms of service points one and return points one, again, very, very little in it. 101.5 Davidovich, 101.9 Rublev, so less than half a point there. And in terms of service hold break totals, Davidovich is actually ahead on 108 compared to 106.2. You should probably note that Davidovich played um, Jaziri uh, in the first round here and won extremely easily. Jaziri was playing his last match, not even remotely competitive. So that boosted... Davidovich Vakina's stats a little bit. But even so, there's there's barely, as you say, a cigarette paper between the stats over the last 10 games and over the last 12 months on this surface at this level. And you're putting one player in at minus 250. It's it's not it's, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it at all. So I've gone for um over three. Uh, sorry, I've gone for Davidovich Vakina plus three and a half games at about even money here. I like that play. I like that play a lot. And also, it's, um, yeah, yeah Rublev, I, I thought Rublev was really, really poor, what I saw. And, and, he, and against any better opponent, he would have, he could, he would have been beaten. So um, I, I do like that. And he's definitely a fade. And, he, and, and I love fading Rublev. Anyone who's followed this uh, podcast or anyone who's followed this uh, shows for the last year or so, you would know that Rublev isn't my number one tennis fan you know I'm not a number one fan of, of Rublev so uh, final game is Novak Djokovic five times champion minus 1100 against Crickspore plus 650 mm. really I mean we, we can't really make any taste with Crickspore here surely at plus 650 but potentially on the handicap potentially on the games he is a big server but I mm. think again it's going to be used to schedule isn't it really if, he, if it goes early if it's an early game or if it's a late game I think we're going to see a very different Djokovic yeah let me just have a very quick look at the schedule and we'll be able to We'll be able to tell exactly what we're doing here. Um, where are we? Djokovic. Yeah, he's. Yeah, this is this is not before seven p.m. local right. local time. This one, so it's not going to be the ideal conditions for Greek sport. Ideal conditions for Djokovic. You would have thought um, he doesn't want it too quick. He would appreciate it a little bit slower. 
Um, Grigsbro, another another Dutch player that's had injury problems. He, he did mention that he wasn't going to play Rotterdam because he, he was injured. He ended up doing really well, got to the semis there, but had a, had a great tournament. But he has looked a little bit a little bit lacking physically. He had a, a three-set struggle in the first round against Lestienne. Um, Djokovic is going to need to improve on, on what he produced in the first round, but you know he always does, doesn't he? he it wasn't a major surprise. It was a little bit rusty against Mashak. Um, met once before. It was, I think it was the US Open, not last season, the season before. Djokovic was 1.01. Won it pretty easily in straight sets. Difficult to make much of a case for Griggsborough on the statistics. If you are betting him in this match, you're kind of hoping that Djokovic's rustiness carries on for another match. It, there's no real firm basis, I don't think, for, for backing Greek sport here. You, you, you're doing it kind of on a wing and a prayer, really, and hoping Djokovic has a, has a poor day. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the scheduling, if you had an early game, you might be looking at totals over or something like that, Greek sport total game, something like that. But I think the scheduling has been very favourable to the five-times champion, Novak Djokovic. So basically, Sean, you've only got the one real strong pick uh, for us tomorrow, yeah. Just give us a recap of what it is again. Um, the Davidovich Fakina plus three and a half games um, is is the play that I really like. That's that's my um, that's my pick. And I, I also quite like the um, the Zverev match. I like the O'Connell to win a set. Those are the two um, that I'm interested in Dubai tomorrow. The only game that I I agree with Sean's picks there, and I wouldn't disagree with him. He's the master, but. Uh, the group, the better I like the game I like again is that match between Zverev and O'Connell. I, I agree with Sean. I think Zverev is a little bit too low at minus three seventy-five. I give O'Connell a chance. I'm coming from a bit of a different angle. I'm probably going to go over the total games at twenty-two and a half. So there's been a lot of two sets to one games. As Sean said earlier today, a lot of favourites are winning two sets to one, which is that how we cashed on a ticket with that Phoenix Auger and Sim match today. And Zverev probably wouldn't mind playing the three sets just to get a little bit more fitness in him. So. I'm going to go for over two and a half, uh, sorry, over 22 and a half games in that match against O'Connell. Okay, that's been it for us here. Uh, I'm in Dubai. Uh, you'll be seeing our content over the next few days uh, at the tennis. As I say, I'm going to be at the tennis on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'm going to be around town tomorrow doing some videos, uh, giving you some updates on the play, giving some updates on picks. There's three ways to follow us uh, here. At Bet Rivers, you can follow us on our YouTube channel, which is at the Bet Rivers Network. Give us a subscribe there, the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Because We Win, and you can download Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your podcast or preferred podcast provider. Uh, five days a week, we give you some content on the tennis, on the WTA Tour and the ATP with myself and Sean, and also from a player's perspective with former US number one James Blake, who'll be joining me tomorrow evening. Uh, Sean. Take care. Get back to the cold. I'm going to get up, put my swimming trunks on, put some Factor 50 on and get round the pool tomorrow. Take care, everyone. All the very best and uh, keep cashing those tickets. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.